Small Business Show, episode number 121 for Wednesday, May 31st, 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 2017. <laughs> Greetings, folks, and welcome to the show by for and about small business owners, the small business show here at businessshow.co. And here in Durham, New Hampshire, I'm Dave Hamilton. And in the San Francisco Bay Area, I'm Shannon Jean. How are you, man? I am, uh, you know, I'm I'm good. Uh, and I'm happy to, uh, I, I said this to you in pre-show, but I didn't explain why. I'm happy to be alive. Um, I, uh, I had, uh, I was, we, were, we took care, we took apart the, the, this old tree house that was here at the house when we bought it. And the kids used Uh-oh. it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> okay. and, and, you know, we demolished the whole thing. All good. Uh, and then came time to like put all the crap in the dumpster. And so we did that Monday morning and it was easy. I got it. You know, just had a dumpster delivered to the house. Sure. We're putting stuff in. I had a couple of these like it was like a, maybe an eight foot long four by four. That was one of the support um, uh, beams for this thing. And it was in a it, it had been placed in a cement footing. And there were like nine of these, you know, that had been in footings and they all just lifted out. No problem. Except this one. And I knew that it wasn't cemented in there. You know, I just knew that it was like dirt over the years or whatever. And it was just packed in tight. So I'm like, I just got to whack it or something. So I'm pulling on it and yanking on it. No, no, no. And so I see a rock and I'm like, great. So I pick up this thing and uh, like swing the footing at the ground and it hits the rock and it does not come loose. And as soon as it hit that rock, eight feet worth of four by four swung around and hit me in the side of the head. Oh, and there was a nail on the other or a screw on the other side of it. Um, Thankfully, it was on the other side. Yeah. So it I mean, it hurt when it hit. And I my my ear bled uh, like crazy. My ears are pretty swollen right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It cut my ear somehow. I mean, you know, this thing was old and it had like, yeah, sure. Splinters and stuff on it. But um and, and, you know, I had a headache for about a day. I don't think I ever had a concussion or anything, which was my initial concern once I, you know, wasn't worried about being dead. Um, but uh, yeah. but it was, you know, it I easily like it easily could have gone way sideways the other day when this happened. So so it's like, yeah, I'm happy to be alive. Boy. And, yeah, it, you know, and it's one of those things that made me realize, yeah, make sure your family knows about your life insurance policy. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. know, I don't mean to be morbid about it, but no, it's just no, the no, practical just, reality yeah. of a scenario like that. Well, we have a, uh, a file, but uh, you know, it's that we share between my wife and I that has all our stuff in it, uh, a digital version of it. And we sync it back and forth. Uh, and it, and it's it is just that kind of stuff. You create a new account, you open up this. We do a lot of banking and yeah. transactions online, and and it's like, gosh, you know, we got to start tracking all this stuff. If uh, passwords change, whatever, just think about it. all the things you have hanging out there that someone would have to wade through. That's the key. Um, That's the thing, right? Yeah, take yeah. your your if you use one password or whatever it is, share that archive and somehow yep. share your what you have to share your one password for that with. With your yeah. family or something in some way, 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it can be something as simple as a word doc that, you know, I mean, it's not the most secure thing, but just the details of, you know, this is how this works and this is what happens and this is who you call. Uh, Because, you know, just think about it. If, If you're one of your loved ones or someone has to step in and pick up the pieces, they're going to be the last thing they're going to want to be, you know, focused on is oh man how, how am i going to deal with this yeah but if how you, right yeah, yeah exactly yeah, if you can give them some guidance i, I knew a uh, unfortunately I, I one of my former business partners who passed away and i and remember after, that, yeah yeah and after he passed away when i was helping his wife go through everything i found a file maker database that was just built uh, just like that and it had different records for all these different things that needed to be handled. And it, it was fascinating. Uh, all these passwords and who you call and this kind of, and he had created this over the years and it was tremendously important uh, and it eased, you know, the transition, um, especially, you know, for us entrepreneurs that are often, you know, rely on ourselves for everything. Sharing that stuff may not seem as natural, but it, yeah. it, it's really important. It is important. Really important. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I, uh, I am sure. happy to be here. Truly. I'm happier. I'm happier here too. Yeah, same. Right. It's all. Yeah. It's all good. My ear hurts yeah. a little, but you know, it's like it's just a good reminder. And also, it don't is. do stupid things like that. You know. Well, it's often you know you don't realize they're stupid <laughs> until course. you're in the midst or right after. Yeah. Uh, and you say, oh, you know, I should not have done that. I shouldn't. Have, yeah, but you know? but like if 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 yeah. that had not happened, I would not have at, even at this moment. Even looking back, if you said, okay, you did all these things, I want you to really focus on just this one thing. Do you think that was stupid? I'd say no. No, it wasn't. You know, it was the right move. (laughs) I swung that thing. It seemed to make sense at the time. It makes sense now. But uh, yeah, Yeah, man, that's cool. Well, hey, uh, you know, last week we did uh, some listener questions. We've got a great, some great feedback from that. And I thought we would take a couple more. Um, we have some great interviews coming up. Um, a return guest next week that's going to talk about uh, investing and diversifying, uh, building a revenue stack like we've talked about yeah. here uh, and as well as selling a business. So we're going to, we have Kyle coming on to help us with that. But uh, why don't we jump in and answer a couple questions here? Sounds like a plan. All right. Uh, let me, uh, let me pull up our first question here which is going to be from Robert. Robert writes, guys, I am overwhelmed. Welcome to the club, man. (laughs) Uh, My business is crazy busy and we seem to be doing great. The problem is at the end of each day, I'm completely wiped out. And at the end of each month, we don't make as much money as I think we should have. I have eight employees and we use contract workers when we need them. Can you offer any tips? I wish Robert had told us what business he's in. But, you know, my my first thought on this, Shannon, is Mm -hmm. take a look at what you're actually spending your time doing every day and not just you. Right. But 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 everybody on your team, like, are you focused on the things that are going to bring you success? And, and, you know, I am reminded again of the the key takeaway from uh, from that most recent Scott Adams book, which is that goals are for losers. So take a look at what you're doing every day and think about it in terms of systems, right? Are you doing the things that you know over time will result in in money, right? I mean, you got to have yeah, a sure, a, a, you know, the, the, this whole goals is for losers thing is is something that needs an asterisk by it. it it's that you don't want to get to the end and say, oh, I got there and then stop. You just want to put systems in place so that you just keep going. Uh 
But you need those systems to be aiming toward the result that you want. And and it That's sounds right. like you might have some systems in place intentionally or otherwise that are that are not aimed at whatever at, at in this case, generating revenue for your business. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, and um, I, I've, I've definitely have been there, uh, Robert. And oh, I find myself have. there still now, you know, when I'm even though I, I have a little background with this stuff. Um I would say that, you know, if you have a couple things, if you haven't read the E-Myth uh, book and we'll link it uh, in the show notes, y- you need to read it. Because one of the things it really focuses on is uh, transitioning from, you know, the worker bee mode or even the superhero mode into uh, a business owner and learning to work on your business instead of in your business uh, mm-hmm. every day. Um, and, we, and then we've talked about it here, Dave, making an org chart, you know, organizational chart for your business, even if your name happens to go in every slot right now, um, you want to start, you know, how can you find people to take those spots? And and I read an article, you know, this morning, it was was really uh, well done. It wasn't new, but one of the things that um, this uh, guy up on entrepreneur.com, and again, we'll link it up there. He said, the most important question you need to be asking yourself as a small business owner over and over and over is who is going to do this for me? And and what he meant by, you know, is let go of the burden of your time, begin huh. delegating more, managing more and becoming the leader that your business needs instead of just another employee that is doing the work. And I thought that was really, you know, concise. I, I like, you know, and I've, over and over I've mentioned here, I love these little concise tidbits of, uh, you know, advice that you can, you know, compartmentalize and just take in. But that one, it's, it's powerful. Um, we all get stuck working, you know, on these things or, or in, in your business day in and day out. But if you step back and, and you know, you may have to hire someone, you right. may have to, you know, increase your contract workers and maybe, um, you know, maybe you're, you're not going to make a, a, as much money in the beginning, but over time, the way your business is going to grow is by letting go and not having that feeling of, uh, you know, being overwhelmed at the end of the day. Cause it's just, it's not sustainable. Right. I just, I really don't think it is. So, you know, uh, we'll, we'll link this article up there for you, Robert, and, you know, pick up a copy of the E-Myth. Um, I think now it's called the E-Myth Revisited. Uh, it's been around for a long time, but it, it was one of the, it's really a powerful uh, book that uh, can get you on the right path. Another one of my favorites is Rework, and it's by the guys from... Uh, 37 signals or base camp. They oh base, yeah. Right. Base camp. And we've talked about that one here too. And, and that's a, it's a book all about balancing your, uh, you know, your company, your business with your personal life. And, uh, I really appreciated the, the way, and the, you know, it's almost like reading some of the stuff kind of gives you permission, if you will, to take a step back and, um, learn to learn to manage these things differently. And that, that's how you're going to make your business more successful over time. It's real important. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, yeah, it just, I mean, it, you know, we, we can fall back on the, the favorite saying of work smarter, not harder, but, um, but that requires some attention. Uh, you know, we have to be deliberate about it. You have to be deliberate about it. And, and sometimes, you know, it, it really does mean, like you said, you know, working on your business instead of in your business. If, if all you're doing are the things that, You've always done in terms of just, you know, grunting out whatever work it is, who is there leading the ship? Yep. 
right? Who's there saying, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You know, is that the right thing to do? I know it was a good thing to do two years ago, right? Whether it was the best thing to do two years ago or not is, is actually another good question to ask because it can help inform you for the future. But regardless of how great it was two years ago, is this the right thing to do right now? And, uh, and is it the right thing to be doing in two more years? And sometimes you got to kind of, you know, cut a, either a customer loose or even an entire, you know, segment of your business. loose. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'll bet. And again, we don't know, uh, you know, what business, uh, right. Robert's in, but I bet that, you know, you could sit down and look at all, all the things that you're doing in the day and the customers that you're trying to, you know, make happy and, you know, it sounds like you're running around like crazy and, you know, taking on these things, you know, learning to say no and that, oh, we're going to pass on this. Um, th- th- that is critical. And maybe and part of that learning to say no is, you know, maybe you need to increase your prices. Um, you know, if you're in a service business, uh, you know, incre- increase your your billable hour prices until you start to reach an equilibrium where you don't feel so overwhelmed or increase the price of whatever it is you're selling yep. to to. There's a balance there, right? You know, yeah. if you're if you're cutting your costs and doing more business, but you're not making any more money, I mean, maybe it's better for you, Robert, to you know increase your prices twenty percent and take you know uh, X percentage less business if you lose some customers. Yep. Um, in, in the long run, that's going to give you uh, some breathing room, may give you some more profits, and uh, allow you to be the leader that you know your business really needs you to do. You, your your business doesn't need unless you're all by yourself and it doesn't sound you know you are uh, here uh, in this case your business doesn't need you to be another worker um, you certainly want to oversee and you have that experience and have done this work um, as most business owners you know get them get their start but you you have to manage like Dave says you have to to where are we headed and is this a good thing or is this a bad thing so uh Take a step back. You know, you, you, uh, you, this whole concept of increasing your prices, it is, there's a corollary to that. And that's don't just ride your prices down to the bottom either. If you find yourself, and, you know, it could be argued that certainly one of my businesses, Backbeat Media, is a sales business. But if I stop and think about it as a sales business, we will be out of business very, very quickly. And the reason is, if all we're doing is selling something, then that's that's not uh, a valuable skill to our customers. Right. It it might be a valuable skill to the people who provide the product that we sell for a time. But at the long term, it's not even going to be valuable to them. Right. You know what we have to do is we have to be in the business of serving our customers on both sides of the equation. And and that means being in, you know, the service business. So, yes, our right. We have to sell to bring in revenue. That's how that works. But in order to sell again to that same customer, well, the right way to do it, I think, is that you focus on the service aspect and you're not really a sales business. You're just in the service business and you happen to sell this thing that you then have the opportunity to service. And hopefully that customer appreciates that level of service and onward you go. That's right. Yeah. It's, you know, that's one thing. And having been in business with you uh, and on a, you know, web based, you know, uh, businesses, Mm. I was always impressed. Sometimes, 
frustrated that, you know, you really have held the line in, you know, keeping the value where it is, where I would think, oh, we have, you know, this, let's just sell this space race to the bottom. This. Yeah. yeah. And that's the race to the bottom. And where you're like, no, no, you know, we don't have the right person for this yet. And we need to do this and hit these benchmarks. And, you know, you're really, you want to go to a customer and offer a solution right. instead of just like, Hey, we need to stick somebody in this slot and, you know, make, make some money. Right. Um, yeah. So Cause that, it's short term money. Point. Yeah. It is short term money. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So uh, read the book, Robert, and uh, find the links up on the site. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Cool. All right. You want to read the next one, Shannon? Sure. So we get uh, a message in from Gail, and Gail writes, I recently listened to the episode where you discussed the impact of the proposed $15 per hour minimum wage on small businesses. What what episode was that? Was that? Uh, uh, 59. 59. Yeah, we'll link it up uh, on yeah. the show notes. I own a few local ice cream shops in an area where this may soon become a reality, even with part-time teen workers. Our business struggles to be profitable now, and I don't know how we'll make it when we have to increase wages, which also means paying more payroll taxes, higher workers' comp insurance, etc. Any ideas on how to prepare for this? That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, we have talked about this and, um, you know, being business owners, you know, my first knee jerk reaction is like, oh, you know, I, I don't like it when a bureaucrat that has, you know, never met a payroll in their life is going to make rules that apply to people that have to make payroll. Um, at the same time, I, I do appreciate the fact that it's expensive, you know, especially out here in California and people need to, uh, to live. And the, the, I get the concept of, well, if there's more money coming in, there'll be more money to spend, you know, uh, this, this kind of thing. Um, but I certainly have some opinions on, you know, I think it's coming and I don't know that there's anything you can do about it. Uh, as far as you need to adapt to it, I don't think it's going to change. And, you know, the first thing I would say is, you know, in an ice cream type thing, can you do more with less? Uh, can you do more self-service? You know, I noticed the difference between like yogurt shops and ice cream shops is that ice cream's always behind the counter with people back there working or a yogurt shop. You walk in and there's, you know, 20 machines serving yogurt. You serve yourself and then they go up at the front and you, there's one person in the entire place. That's interesting. I mean, I, my guess is the, um, how, how would that work if it's with soft serve, right? Which is what yogurt yeah, is. Yogurt I can is. totally see that working at, for an ice cream place, right? Because yeah, it's the you same scoop model. It and sell it by the but, pound but, or whatever it is, or the ounce or whatever. Yeah, but are, are you going to have idiots that come in and mix the flavors in the buckets, and now you've spoiled your in, or they've spoiled your inventory, right? So. I mean, maybe yeah, there's a, yeah, maybe, maybe there's another way. Maybe it's okay. Look, we'll scoop it for you, and then you go and you know fill it with whatever nuts and crap, and yeah, you yeah, know maybe. make it fun, and then off you go. Yeah, because if you go into and you go to these ice cream places, and and uh, you often have you know there's people stand behind the counter, and it's like okay, what kind of this do you want? What kind of cone? What kind of that? You know, right. what do you want on the top? And I just think, wow, you know, it would be interesting if you could do that. Um, well, and, and, and you could you could you do it online too, right? Sure. I mean, could you have people you know say, oh, this is what I like? Instead of asking all the questions, could you show them the menu, but have mm -hmm. the menu be interactive, right? 
uh, yeah. you know, put an iPad up or something and, boom, and, boom, show, boom. and create it in front of them what it looks like as yeah. you add things, right? Or and, as they uh, add things. That's what I mean. As they, it's, oh, I want sprinkles. Nope, I don't want sprinkles. I want this or I want, you know, okay. it, it, you could kind of gamify it, if you will. You know, one of the things I, I love is when you, this, you go to these yogurt places, at least in my area, they always have this thing, uh, pictures posted of who got the heaviest tallest amount of yogurt in the yeah. little cup oh, and i'm like that's brilliant right. it's like a hundred bucks somebody you know filled it up so much it was like 107 dollars. and i was like wow you know this is like a game and people are competing but they're using your product and and uh, uh to do it so you know those kinds of things are i, I think would be great um and you know and and in other ways to do it you know i read one uh, article about a bookstore in San Francisco that was like, Hey, we just can't do it. We're going to close because we know that the San Francisco is going to 15 an hour before the state of California is. Sure. And they came up with some different ways. And actually it was a suggestion from uh, some of their customers was like, well, how about a membership program uh, that we could get certain perks and everything from, you could you could rent their entire facility out at a discounted rate. Uh, you know, you got you know met authors. It'll, you know, they built this thing and they charged a hundred bucks a year for it. And they were trying to get three hundred uh, members. And the first year they got over eight hundred. And it changed their whole business around. And and you know, it's kind of like the Amazon Prime Prime. Well, I was going to say, yeah, this is you know. this is. I mean, it, as we're you know, we build the show notes, folks. As we're as we're doing the show. And what I wrote down or what I typed is not just membership program, but I wrote membership slash loyalty program Yeah, because that's really what we're talking about here. And that gets that. That's where it gets interesting. Right? Yeah, it can be. And, and because, you know, it, go ahead. No, I was going to say, if you can find things that you can offer people that that either cost you very little in comparison to what. The customer to, to the value that it provides to the customer or perhaps costs you nothing, but but just offers some additional level of love that you can provide your customer. Sure. That's that's a huge thing. I yeah. think so. And and it's I think it's hidden hidden revenue, you know. Yeah. Um, and and along the same lines, you know, can you continue to change your business model? Can you, you know, maybe you're already doing some of these, but I don't know, you know, can you host parties? Can you do ice right. cream catering service, you know, where you deliver? Cause you know, the, the ice cream stores have all the cool flavors and uh, you know, can you deliver that to uh, people's, you know, parties and that kind of thing. And then the, the, the last thing I had on my, my notes from this question was don't sell vanilla, you know, be unique. Oh, and, I mean, there's no reason why you should be selling the ice cream. They can get it at Safeway or at wherever, you know, you really be unique. And what I've noticed, there's a lot of, of growth in restaurants and specialty places, whether it's donuts or hamburgers. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to link in. There's a place I really love to go. It's called Yaks, Y-A-K-S. And it's way up nor- in Northern California. And it's they have a huge banner on the side of their building. They have a small little place next to the freeway off highway five. And it says we're right. We're in the top 100 restaurants in the country. And the first time I saw that, I'm like, ah, there's just no way, but it's true. And there, if you look up Yelp's top rated, you know, uh, restaurants, this place is in there. It's like number 58 or something. And my comment is like, they sell an $18 hamburger. What? And every, yeah, but it's unbelievable. And, 
the place is always packed. And so like I, I was up there a few weeks ago with a buddy of mine and we had, you know, a couple of burgers and each had like one beer and it was like 50 something dollars, but it was the <laughs> way they make it. Nothing is usual. The, even the ketchup, they don't have regular ketchup. They make their own lavender ketchup. They don't have regular. So everything is unique and you cannot compare it to you know right that way you're not racing to the bottom with your prices yeah there's no comparison who's to say this 18 dollar bourbon bacon burger is not worth 18 bucks i mean i got it and i was like it's unbelievable you know i can eat half of it and i took the rest with me but you know if they can sell an 18 dollar hamburger why can't you sell a 10 dollar ice cream cone you know you just have to create it you have to create the story and you have to uh Yeah. You know, build around it is like, why come to us? There's a there's a place up in Seattle, famous donut place called Voodoo Donuts. And you go in there and there's a line out. I mean, literally, uh, there's always a line out the door of people waiting to buy donuts that are very expensive. If you compare them to, you know, the donuts at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Dunkin', or at, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but they're totally different. They're in all kinds of crazy shapes and uh, different things and, and interesting combinations with, you know, spices and, uh, and not all just a sweet, you know, type of thing. So, uh, again, it comes back, don't sell vanilla. You know, be make yourself unique and stand out to where you're just not another local uh, ice cream shop. You know, make, huh. make it different where people seek you out. I mean, some of these places like this Yaks place and the Voodoo Donuts, I mean, tourists go to these places specifically to eat there. Well, that's what you want. You know, you want these folks to go and uh, come to your place when they visit your town. Oh, we got to go to this ice cream shop because they they serve, uh, you know, this ice cream with, with these tequila in it or worms or, you know, whatever. What's the hook? What's the yeah. gimmick? Yeah. I, I would encourage you to, you know, uh, come up with something like that. Now, maybe you can't change your whole business that way, but there's no, got to be some but opportunity. there's something, right? Yeah, something. you you have you you have to you have to differentiate yourself on yeah. something other than price. Yeah, because it's it's ice cream, right? Yeah, maybe the greatest ice cream, but still, right. you know, it's even like Seven Eleven with their Slurpee. You know, they do this thing the other day. I noticed everybody going in and out with these giant jugs and huge containers. And yeah. you know, once a year, you can bring whatever size container you want and fill it up with a Slurpee. And you know, my son has this huge igloo, uh, you know, uh, water container and they take it in and fill this thing up every year. And again, it just gets people in the store, gets people talking about it, all that kind of stuff. That's what I, I, maybe the number one thing you could do to, you know, generate more revenue so you can, you know, deal with the increase in, uh, in those wages that, that are coming your way. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give it away once. Find the yeah. time of year or the product or whatever it is. Whatever that it is. Yep. It is it, that doesn't sell at that time of year. Right. I mean, sure. cause we're in we're in mud season right now. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. no, really. And like nobody's thinking about Slurpee, but you're going to be. Like you yeah. want a nice, cold, refreshing beverage when the when the weather finally breaks and it's warm. Yeah. So, but they don't do it in August. That's when the it's thing. Super hot, right? You do it. You do it in May. In May, yeah. Right. And you get people thinking about it, and it's like, oh, that Slurpee in May was sure nice. I'm going to go yeah. buy one in August every That's day. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. So those are uh, oh, you know those yeah. are good things, and we'll, we'll post some links up in the the sh- again in the show notes, a, a few articles and some tips on this stuff. And uh, I got you know. I have one more thing for Robert. Yeah, and and that is you know as we're doing this show and. 
uh, and I'm thinking about Robert saying he's crazy busy and he's working really hard, but he's not finding, you know, the, the, the path to the revenues that he wants. Take 10 minutes and and just, you know, whether it's meditating or just sitting and breathing, do something every morning before you like dive into work where you're just collecting your thoughts. Some people, you know, drink their coffee. I mean, I know a guy who drinks his coffee and organizes his to do list for 30 minutes. Now, nobody needs 30 minutes to organize their to-do list, right? Right. But, but that's not the point, right? It, it, sure, he could do it in 30 seconds, but he doesn't. He drinks his coffee, he organizes his to-do list, and he gets a real feel for, okay, I'm in control of my day. And then he starts his day, and of course, he's not in control anymore. But <laughs> he's right. thoughtful about what he plans to do for the day. And I just think having – and really, I think 10 minutes is enough – where you're just not in crazy mode, you're not being interrupted, you're, you know, none of that. I think doing that every day will allow you to to kind of do what you need, where you take that step back and and you can look at the bigger picture. And over time, I think that's going to pay off for you. I don't know. It might be me. Being I, crazy, I agree. But no, no, no. I, I think that uh, one of the things that I, I would say I spent years and years uh, always wanting to to requiring myself to be the first one in the office and the last one to leave. Okay. And not, I mean, not until, I mean, not too long ago, uh, you know, four or five years ago, I started, you know, I need this list like you're talking about. I need a half hour at just so I can sit and I can think about, okay, what's going on and, and even just separate from everything. Cause I, you know, I'm working at night doing all these crazy things. Um, and now it's like, I just am not worried about, you know, being the first one in. It's more important to me uh, to come in with a frame of mind of, okay, who am I going to do this? And, and usually when I'm sitting at my house, getting ready and working on some stuff at home, you know, stuff, things start rolling in via Slack from one thing of or course. another. Yeah. And, and you start, oh, okay, I got to, uh, how, how do I react to that? I, yeah. I now that? you're you know, in, and, you're in response mode, not proactive mode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. And then, you know, you, you know, that stuff's going to hit you. So if you can just take a breath, you know, I, I really, do think that that's a, a great point, Dave, is to, you know, be able to stop and, and to think and then plan. Otherwise, you're just running around like crazy. It's great to be busy, but if you're not productive and if you're not developing these systems that we're talking about, it, it, it's not good. Yeah. And, and I think if you do that, you will find yourself being more thoughtful throughout the day, even in those crazy moments when, yeah. when things are nuts. You'll say, oh, wait, 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 no, I've trained mice. I mean, because that's what you're doing. You're training yourself to stop and think. That's really yes. what this is. And and so by doing that, I, you know, I, your 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 mind will be going in the right direction as opposed to just like, you know, like you said, you're just in reactive mode. And, and that happens to all of us. You know, there's going to be a part of your day where you're just like putting out fires all day long. Yep. And you can feel like you've accomplished something. And yet, in the end, does it get you what you need? And to go back to Robert, the answer is mm, not quite as much as I would like. So, yeah, you know. that's right. Awesome. Well, we wish both of you well and, uh, you know, follow up with us and, you know, join us in the small business support group on Facebook at businessshow.co slash Facebook and let us know how it goes and whether you think we're, you know, 
<laughs> we have a great answer for you. Or we're full of crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let us know. Great. We want your feedback. We yeah. take it either way. Any way we can get it. Yeah. No, we love these questions. Feedback at businessshow.co. Please, please, please send us your questions. Keep them coming, folks. Keep them coming. Absolutely. That's it. And uh, keep living that charmed life. That's the goal here is, uh, is not only for us to help you live the charmed life, but by doing that, we kind of help guide ourselves, too. So it's good stuff. For sure. Yeah. Have a good week, Shannon. Yeah, you too, man. Take care of yourself. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah, that's the idea. (laughs) 